Welcome to Stories That Shape Us. My name is Joanna Daniel. Stories That Shape Us is a daily podcast where I share my perspective on how different experiences influence our view of self, how we interact with others, and how we show up in the world. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Stories That Shape Us podcast. My name is Joanna Daniel. If I sound a bit subdued today is because I've not been well but I didn't want to miss a day so I wanted to record the podcast anyway. So today I'm talking about grace and healing. What does grace have to do with healing and more so about a God of grace and so in our in our book club last week the subject was that we're doing from the how people grow was around grace the God of grace and it's so beautiful and Today, somebody commented in the book club that they, they've been going over and over that chapter, listening to it um, several times because it's, it's, it has such depth for, for them. And I have to admit that has been the, the, the chapter that has been most significant for me. And I've been reading this book since probably about 15 years ago. And I've read it with several people, usually when people are doing... Um, spiritual growth. I would do it with them one-to-one. And so I've read this book a few times. I've gone through it a few times, but the, the chapter on grace really stood out. So if you have the book, you should go and read that chapter and do the workbook section in the workbook part of um, how people grow. And if you're looking um, for a, a something, a tool to help you grow spiritually, physically, emotionally, then that's a good, a good go-to. And do it with some girlfriends, do it with some friends. So the God of grace, there's, there's a quote in the book that is really standing out for me that, that people need to know that God is for them and not against them. And sometimes I, I don't know about you, but growing up, I didn't, I didn't know that God was for me and it, I didn't know that he was for me until really late in, in my twenties, mid, mid to late twenties. I knew that he was for me. No, mid twenties, I'd say. And even when that realization came, I still didn't know what it really meant practically in day-to-day life. And so that's why this section is so meaningful for me. Because as I, as I grow in my understanding of who he is and who he is to me and what he means, it helps me understand grace. And even sometimes having to go back to, go back to these references, go back to who he, how he, who he is and how he sees me. And so how does it help with emotional healing? What does it have to do with the stories that shape us? Um, because I believe that we, we get our view of God from our early caregiving relationships. If you, or, or how God is represented to us by the people who care for us. If you go back to the beginning of this podcast, for I think over four Saturdays, I was talking about my, my own Christian walk and my spiritual growth and how I had to develop a view of God that was independent of everybody else because I, I wanted to get to know him for myself. And I am interested in um, talking about religion and spirituality, um, not religion and spirituality, but philosophy and spirituality and how the two intersect and what can we learn about both at this intersection of what can we learn about it and what can we learn about ourselves and how can we use both to help people heal? Because sometimes there are two camps. There is the religious camp 
and then there is the spiritual camp, and then there is rather the psychological camp. And we don't have to be exclusive because in the middle is somebody who's a Christian, somebody who's a Christian who believe in a lot of psychology and um, therapeutic models and how people heal. And I, I'm also a Christian that is devoted and believe in the Bible and believe in what it says and I believe in God. And so that's, and here I am in the middle as a counselor. So I'm not mutually one person or the next person. I remember when I was training, when I was doing level three, and my trainer at the time used to really bash prayer, really bash prayer. Now she's a Christian, but she used to really bash prayer because there were people who were wanting to use prayer only as a tool and not want to understand and learn um, ther therapeutic models and how they might help people. And that was really confusing for me because initially I went to train as a counselor because I wanted to be more effective in prayer ministry. I was doing prayer ministry and I saw this gap. I realized that people were coming for prayer and I was going all over doing prayer ministry. I went to Holland. I went different parts in the UK doing it, leading out in prayer conferences. But I realized something was missing because as people were sharing their testimonies or their stories, I realized that we really couldn't do anything and we weren't even listening effectively. And so I felt if I do counseling along with that, then it would help me to listen at a depth that I needed that even the ministry that I was doing couldn't provide. So I wanted to go learn the therapeutic tools, didn't know anything about it before, but I knew I wanted to go learn so that I could be more effective in prayer ministry. So I went and do that. But as I was doing level three, this tutor really, really good at what she does, but she really bashed prayer. So I came out of that wondering, hmm, so are they different then? I can't, I can't, well, I don't pray with my clients unless they ask, but I can't, I can't, um, I can't talk about prayer. I can't be involved in prayer or, you know, so I left with this confusion. And then when I do the next level, then at a Christian counseling place, I had to reflect on how my, my spirituality was going to, how, how was that going to use? And I had to satisfy the markers that I was going to do it in a way that wasn't going to disadvantage people. It wasn't going to be imposed on anyone, but how was it going to be integrated in what I do? And so that was a really meaningful exercise for me because I really had to think about who I am and why I was who I was. And, and in that process, it made me drop a lot of things off. And as the year progressed, made me leave a lot of things behind because I believe that when we separate the camps, when we separate the camps, people get hurt. And so a lot of people can't experience grace because I believe that's where grace lives, right in the middle where people are healing, where people who experience trauma develop coping strategies that are not actually, not, not effective. They are effective, but they're harmful. And when they do that and they're Christians, the law, um, they feel beat them up. And all that the, the people who are legalistic do is teach about the God of judgment and, and justice. And they don't know how to talk about him as a God of love as well. Like he's both, you know? And so how do we introduce this God to people who are, who is both justice and mercy? And he's not one more than the other because he loves unconditionally and his love has depth and he's, he's merciful and he's gracious and he's a God of grace. And so people who have coping strategies that are sinful and harmful to their bodies and harmful to other people 
How does grace operate in that space? And so sometimes when people are healing, learning about the grace that is operating in that space at the depth that it is operating and knowing that, as Micah said in chapter 7, verse 9, I will bear the indignation of the Lord until he plead my cause and execute just righteousness for me, that he's going to sit with us in our stuff. He's going to sit with us in our embarrassment. He's going to sit with us in our shame. He's going to sit with us in, in the discomfort. He's going to sit with us in the pain. He's going to sit with us in everything. But he's not sitting with us in there and saying, it's okay, you can stay here. He's going to help us to grow through it. So sometimes helping us to grow through it means difficult conversation, discomfort of facing things, apologies that have to be given, all of those things. But it's grace that is still operating in that space so that we can, we can learn how to do it. So we're not doing it on our own. So we know that he has our back and, and he's always going to be with us as we're doing things. And we're growing and we're growing in him and we're growing with him. And I believe that's, that's the beautiful space where grace operates, where I feel everybody should know. Because when we know, that's when we can settle fully into beginning to start to know who God is, really as he is, and not as people tell us. And we can experience him as he is, knowing that he is not going to beat us up, but he's loving and he's kind and he's tender and compassionate. And he, wants, he says, come on to me. He says, come, you know, come, let's talk. Let's have a conversation. Let us reason. Come and talk to me honestly, because I know anyway, but come and tell me so that you and I can grow in relationship. And I can tell you some things about yourself that's going to help you to grow beyond your wildest dreams. I want that growth. I hope you want that growth too. And I hope that you can learn about that beautiful space where grace lives, where you can understand who God is and you can learn and grow with him. Thank you for joining me in this episode of Stories That Shape Us. I hope you'll join me on the next story. Thank you for listening to Stories That Shape Us with Joanna Daniel. To learn more about Wounds to Scars and the work that we do with adult survivors of childhood trauma and women who experience abuse, you can visit our website at woundstoscars.com.